0: is C-K-A-R-F-M, Muskoka's local station since 2009. Locally owned and operated by Hunters Bay Radio, Inc. Comments on our broadcast are welcome. Shoot us an email at comments at muskoka Radio.com. Sports beat on the bay. satellite. me man dry i be waiting knock on the door that's sure i know you threw a curve out cuz i ain't like other guys i'm a hard man is
1: what i
0: am good morning everybody this is Sportsbeat 88.7 on your dial for friday january 27th with dave Percival
1: and
2: dave Caswell. and Grant's here as well
1: and, and Kyle, the monster, Nelson
0: and
3: Claudia Turner
0: and Claudia Turner. This is fantastic to have women come in today. This is a <laughs> hey woman. This is this is great. This is a real treat for us because we're kind of a guy's little bastion of stuff. So this is this is actually a really good thing. Um, it's Monster Radio today, Kyle. Great to see you. Great to see you, too, Claudia. Good to have you along. We appreciate you coming in, as always, um, because you've got a lot in your plate right now. Uh, fight. Fight night February fourth in Enterprise Nevada. Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah. The fact checker. I wasn't sure. It, it looked like you were <laughs> fighting in Seoul, South Korea at one point. I saw different things, and then but the fact checker yeah. figured that out for us, Adam Caswell. So <laughs> we know where you're going and who you're going to be fighting. Yes. Um, so you want to start us off, Daniel, with some uh, a couple of things? Yeah. And-
2: well, let's just like, go right into it. Uh, what do you know about this fighter?
1: uh yeah so I've been watching uh Choi for a while now he um he kind of came into the UFC scene with like three really big knockouts you know built up a really big fan base for him so he's definitely got a lot of hype going for him and then uh he fought a guy named Cub Swanson who's been around the UFC for a long time they went to the decision and ended up getting fight of the year and uh That got uh, my opponent into the UFC Hall of Fame as well. Oh, wow. And then he went on to lose, I think, two fights after that. And then um, he had an injury. And then he had, I think, mandatory two-year Army service with the the South Korean Army. So he's been off for like three years or something like that now. But, uh, yeah, still he's he's still young. I think he's my age. Um, Great striker, great kickboxer. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup for me.
2: Oh, that's fantastic. Now, is there any changes with your preparation for uh, for this guy compared to previous fights, or do you go in it with your mindset of, like, I'm going to bring my fight to the ring?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely always going to bring my fight. With, uh, with each opponent, I, I study them a little bit just to make sure I understand kind of what they're best at. So if they have something that they're really good at, I'll study them and just make sure that I'm I'm aware of it. I can be cautious of it. I'm not going to let it determine what I'm going to do in the fight, but I am going to be aware of it and um, you know keep it in the back of my mind while I'm I'm going after what I want to do in the fight.
2: Right, and then so what's uh what's been your typical day from say start to finish? And, like, you know, since you've been, you are made aware that this fight's happening on February 4th in Nevada.
1: Yeah, so this fight, we're going back down to 145, but we had a lot more notice for this one than other UFC fights. So, it was kind of, we kind of started off right away with the cardio. Uh, Most days, I kind of start my day with an hour of cardio. Then I'll get in some sport-specific midday, you know, two or three hours. And then I'll finish with some, uh, like, lighter intensity cardio. So, I try and get... You know one to two hours of cardio and then two to three hours of sport specific in and then outside of that is just trying to you know eat eat what I can and then try and work on like rehabbing injuries and and different things like that.
2: you should be uh doing your cardio with Percy because that sounds like his regular day
1: <laughs> uh yeah okay <laughs>
0: I've got no comment on that whatsoever <laughs>
2: yeah. um well that's that's uh that's great, and then no. Like with sparring and and fighting and stuff like that, like, how do you avoid injury? Because I, I, I would assume that you want to replicate what's going to happen in the ring and what happens in the ring can, you know, you, you could be, you know, having trouble walking out of the ring. If uh, if you, you know, your your sparring partner catches you, you know, because I mean, obviously he's bringing his best too correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, coming up to the fight, like as close as we are now, like the last maybe one or two sparring sessions we do, we dial it back a little bit just to make sure there are no injuries, yep. especially because at this point I'm kind of at the lowest and like my body weight and stuff. But during, especially during this training camp, I was able to fuel uh, so well, uh, again, with the help of the sport lab here in town and my fiance, Claudia, we've been able to, eat so much better for this fight just because we had such a long time to cut the weight that uh, injuries weren't really an issue this time sometimes if i'm cutting too much food and i'm not fueled right then we start to see kind of injuries start to pop up here and there but uh just being fueled and and have lots of energy and stuff like that this training camp i've been able to avoid uh, all injuries
2: so with the 145 like your last fight you moved up to one fifty five, is that correct? Yes. Okay. So and then one forty five is pretty much your fighting weight which you've been at for the last several.
1: Yeah, yeah. The majority of my career's been at one forty five. Yeah. I have a quick question as well. Just
0: so taking us beyond, so I'm assuming you're probably leave for Nevada fairly shortly then. Yeah, we fly out on Tuesday. So when you get to Nevada, and, and again I think you've been asked this question before, but what changes in your in your preparation once you arrive there, because you then you're fighting, I guess, in about three or four days after that. So what happens in that brief period of time, fight uh, preparation-wise?
1: Yeah, so we're basically done. Again, all the hard training and stuff. Once we get to fight week, I have a bunch of uh, like media obligations. So I gotta go do poster signings and interviews and photos and a lot of that stuff, which takes up most of my time uh, during the days in uh, in Vegas. But we will get in one or two kind of workout sessions just to kind of get a sweat on and, you know, shake off some of the, you know, the flight and travel and different stuff. But, yeah, I'm already in shape. Everything's ready to go. So we're not too, too worried about it. And then it's just, again, sticking um, strict to the diet and stuff and then just kind of waiting till fight day.
3: How much, uh, how much interaction do you have with your opponent b- before the bout? Is it is it just what we kind of see just with that kind of, you know, the, the, the way in Is that all that happens? Or is there ever any interaction with your opponent before the fight?
1: Uh, it's mainly just the weigh-in. Uh, but for, for the weigh-in, like, we'll be, like, all of us fighters will be, like, in a little room backstage, and we're just kind of sitting shoulder to shoulder and uh, waiting that's to go be That's got to be, be <laughs> uh, yeah. awkward. There must be some yeah.
3: tense moments in that room, I would think.
1: Is, it's been pretty calm. Like, this, will this will be my seventh UFC fight, sixth UFC fight, something like that. But I've I've never seen anything really go on behind stage. It's well, we'll leave that to you for this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, if
0: I can, Kyle, I'm going to shift gears. We're going to have a little bit of fun um, because you've been so good and so obliging to us here. Um, we feel like we know you. We've been doing this for you know for a few years now. So we're proud. You're one of us. You're a Huntsville guy. Uh, went to Huntsville High School. Now I don't want to out anybody out there, but is it true that back in the day, when you were, uh, we did working... a little research <laughs> on you. Yeah, it. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to word this appropriately. When you were honing your skills, we'll say, did you uh, say around the lookout? Did you used to have guys come and wrestle you and uh, as for practice? Is that is that a true or is that just a wives' tale?
1: No, no. We definitely had some some exhibitions up at the <laughs> up by the lookout, over at uh, the Ball Diamonds. We kind of moved around a little bit, but yeah, we, uh, we used to, especially we'd have like those big Walmart boxing gloves sometimes and we'd, we'd get a couple of guys and throw those on and have some fun. But yeah, it was always a good fun.
2: Now, yeah. was there any, any uh, instances where, you know, it, it, there wasn't, it wasn't a fun time where someone <laughs> met you at one of these locations thinking that uh, they wanted to try you on for size?
1: Uh, no, no. Usually it was all <laughs> like, like friends of friends or something and yeah. everybody was, was pretty friendly yeah. about that. Um And, yeah, everybody was a good sport, so there was never any, like, bad blood or anything. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: So it wasn't like some of those backyard fights we saw on YouTube in Miami <laughs> with, like, Kimbo <laughs> Slice and stuff like that? No, no, it was <laughs> never,
1: never that intense. <laughs> All right. All right. No, no, thanks for clarifying that. And
0: uh, now about your studio, you've got a, you've got a martial arts uh, studio or uh, in
1: Gravenhurst, correct? How, yes. is, how is that going for you? It's going really well. Uh, And we actually, we have a charity event tomorrow at noon. We have my old coach, uh, Bill Quinn, he's in town. And uh, he's going to be teaching a seminar from 12 until 1. And then we're going to have an open mat from 1 until 2. And uh, the entrance to the seminar is just a donation to the Alzheimer's Society of Muskoka. Nice. Yeah, and yeah, like the gym's been growing great. I've been there for about a year now. And yeah, it just continues to grow the more people kind of hear about it in the community. Obviously, I have a, you know, somewhat of a fan base just for my career. But even, uh, you know, just reaching some of the people that aren't familiar with, uh, you know, the UFC or mixed martial arts. And uh, we offer like karate. We offer some more like traditional martial arts as well as the MMA and stuff. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, kind of getting the word out there, letting everybody know. And yeah, but it's been continuing to grow.
3: I know that uh, Claudia and your, and your boys are huge to you, and I know your boys are getting a little bit up there in, in age as well. So I've asked you this before, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're getting older. Do they get excited about what you're doing Kyle do, do they do they uh, like is it like okay daddy's going away again like do do they know what's going on there as far as the fighting are they are they nervous for you are they you know what i mean like do they egg you want i'm just kind of curious as far as that that dynamic because or are you just their dad you know what i mean
1: i i mean ninety nine percent of the time I'm just their dad and they they kind of like my youngest son he'll be turning three soon so he still doesn't really really know what's right. going on um but my oldest son he's eight now. And uh, yeah, he's definitely clued in. And of course, when if he's out at a restaurant, if he's sitting at Mussolini's and eating and stuff, like sometimes random people walk in and be like, "Oh, you're Kyle's kid," and then he'll be like, "Oh yeah, my dad's a UFC fighter." So <laughs> then it kind of it kind of clues in for him. But um, as far as like what they've seen in my career, uh, we've kind of just stuck to showing them like the highlights and stuff. Right. So they haven't seen anything um,
3: yeah. too gruesome. I guess I'm guessing he's not getting picked on much at school. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. <laughs> no that's good. Now you talk about you know with u f c at what like let's dial it back a few years at what point did you have your focus change and just like, hey, I think I'm good enough to make the u f c and then start working yeah. towards that like when when did the light turn on for you, or was it one of the things that you know for you know since your exhibition's over at the lookout, <laughs> you're like this is going to be <laughs> th- this could be i this could be my ticket
1: yeah I don't like Maybe five or six. Yeah. We're gonna go. Yeah. We're going all the way. Yeah. Um nobody ever really let me know how how long of a shot that would be. Yeah. Um but yeah, definitely when I when I started young, you know, wanted to be a boxer, I was like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. And you know, my parents were always supportive. And then uh yeah, when I turned fourteen and started training in MMA and, and learned about MMA, I was like, Yep, yeah, I'm going to the UFC. And then through that uh, process of just traveling around and training, you know, people would be like, oh, you know, it's like the 1% of the 1% get into the UFC. And, you know, if there'd be 20 guys in the room, they're like, well, there's like 0.3 of you are actually going to make it in. So, you know, so I when I as I got older, I started to realize how um, how difficult it was going to be, and especially through, you know, how difficult the training was and. And stuff like that. But yeah, I definitely always had it, uh, you know, in my heart and in the back of my head that I was going to, you know, I was going to make it no matter what, no matter how hard I had to work, no matter what I had to do, I was going to gonna make it.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you've had your, your your fight team and all your support for many years. You know, you talk about the Sport Lab and talk about your, your partners down in uh, Stony Creek and all that sort of stuff. And they travel with you. Now you do have a new member to your team in the last couple of years Claudia mm-hmm. how how has that impacted the the positive aspect of the the monster monsters camp, camp? and you know you guys are always together she's got your, she's in your corner how is that uh, what what positive impact has that had
1: yeah it's been uh, huge I mean I've always worked with the sport lab for my nut- my nutrition and stuff like that so we'd build plans and we do stuff like that which, uh, you know, was great, and it helped a ton. Just sometimes, you know, putting that into practice, I'm not much of a cook. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not great <laughs> at meal prep, you know, sure. so sometimes uh, putting that into practice sometimes was difficult. So, yeah, so with Claudia around, she, she's very knowledgeable in uh, nutrition and all that stuff, so she can sit down with, with Dr. Lowell at the sport lab, and they can talk about, macros and all the fancy stuff and they know what they're talking about and <laughs> i smile and nod worry yeah, about yeah, making people yeah, bleed yeah so but yeah it's been it's been tremendous my weight has been so much easier inside camp out of camp um i'm definitely more fueled i feel better so yeah, it's been uh, night and day difference having Claudia in my corner.
3: I wanted to ask you, Claudia, if it's okay, and I know that you're an incredible athlete in your in your own right, and I don't mean this in a, <laughs> and I don't mean this in any kind of sexist way at all, because I know that you could probably literally grab me and and put me into a little ball in about two point three well, seconds. Won't you forget it. I, 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 trust me, I won't. But <laughs> I, I want to ask you, is it is it hard sometimes? I mean, is it hard to separate the the emotional connection that you have with Kyle to the, you know, the, to, to being in his corner as well, to being a, you know, a, a partner and supporting him, you know, as a fighter, is, is, does that ever get, is it hard sometimes to watch him out there is what I'm saying? Or is it, do you just know that, hey, this is business? Like, I, yeah, this isn't, emo, I'm, I'm not emotional about this.
1: I think when he's fighting, it's, I think when he's fighting, it's way easier for me to be like, okay, this is business. Right. Now, when he's my coach, We've had a couple run-ins where I'm not
0: doing so great, and he says something to me, and I have to watch myself a right. little bit. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you got uh, blood in your mouth from biting your tongue? Yeah, I got yeah. Yeah, yeah, to do that a little bit. But for the most
1: part, I think we're both pretty stubborn. Right. So I get to
0: pick and choose when I'm going to be stubborn, and normally it's during his camp that I'm kind of standing my ground for the most part. Fair
3: enough. Yeah. Awesome. Nice,
0: nice. Awesome. That does make complete sense. No, I was going to go back. No, not to, to, to double back, but but I, your last fight, there was it was a very very close fight, and there, and a lot of people made the assumption as as did I that you could have won that, that fight. Maybe you did win that fight. So what? And it's maybe a silly question, but what's your mindset mentally coming out of that? Are it just makes you more driven? Uh, I'm assuming that's probably what happens because that's a tough to get around mentally when you think you won a fight and you didn't win the fight.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, ever since the fight, it seems like the popular consensus was that I, I won the fight. Um, going back to the fight, I felt like I was winning, you know, the basically the whole fight um, until like the last two minutes in the third round. But again, they, they score the fight by rounds, so I felt I won the first and the second round, which I thought would win me the decision. Um, the hardest part about that loss is afterwards and knowing like I was I was done the fight. You know, I, I pushed myself in the fight and stuff, but it definitely felt like I didn't, you know, empty the gas tank. I didn't go all out. Um and if I'd known maybe I was down on the scorecards or I'd felt like he'd got the better of me, then I really would have opened up and looked to try and, you know, finish the fight. Whereas I felt like I was, you know, out striking him, outworking him, just winning all round. So I didn't kind of turn it up to that that volume where um I believe I could have, and I believe if I did, I would have been able to finish him. So that's been um, kind of the the biggest learning point from that fight. And going into this fight, I'm definitely going to carry that with me. Uh, You know, even if I'm winning, I'm still going to, you know, keep pushing forward and keep turning it up and, and putting the pressure on him and making sure that, you know, everybody understands who won the fight. And I think in the process of that, without forcing the finish, I think the finish will come to me. Yeah, most definitely.
3: I can only relate on a on a level of uh, as an actor, Kyle. Obviously, I'm not a fighter on by on any level. Green's a lover, but, but I, yeah, I'm more of a lover <laughs> and an arguer. But uh, <laughs> but but what I do know is like with acting or whatever, right? If, if if you're doing a scene or whatever, once you get in your head as an actor, you're not present. You're not in the scene anymore. You're thinking about what you're doing. You're thinking about how it's going, and you're not available to you know to to, to the process to the to the actual work that I'm doing. Is it the same as a fighter? Like, is it a hard thing not to not to get in your own head when you're when you're in the middle of that bout like how do you how do you keep that like is it is that something or is that something you're constantly doing thinking okay this is going this way I've got to do this I've got to do that or you just go with the fight?
1: Yeah no I think you kinda gotta like you gotta get in the zone uh like they say and uh when you're in the zone you're not thinking it's you know it's just it's all reaction everything's kinda happening you know in the blink of an eye so there isn't really a time to to sit back, like while you're fighting and being like, oh yeah, I'm doing good. Oh, I look good on TV. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That that went well. Uh, but in between rounds, you get that kind of minute to sit down, you know, catch your breath, talk with your coaches, and they're like, hey, you know, you, you're looking good, but that round was close, or or you lost that round, or you won that round, but let's you know step it up a little bit. So that's the chance where you get to to kind of sit down and, and think about it. Um, and be like, yeah, you know, it's like I felt like I won that round. My coaches thought I won that round. Um, you know, I didn't really get hit. Like, my face doesn't hurt, you know, and then, uh, you know, kind of turn that off, stand up and, and go again and try and, you know, get back in the zone there right. where I'm able to kind of, you know, everything's in slow motion and, and uh, yeah.
3: Is this opponent someone that you want to be uh, staying more up on your feet with? Is this uh, – how do you how do you see that going, the approach towards –
1: yeah, um, or maybe
3: that's something you don't want to talk about either. Before about, I don't know.
1: No, no. Um, he uh, so he's definitely more of a striker, uh, more of a kickboxer, which is great for me. I think my kickboxing and striking is gonna be slightly better than his. On the ground, though, I think I'm I'm far better than him, uh, as far as the wrestling and the jiu-jitsu. But uh, I, I just want to keep it standing. I want to you know put on a good show for the fans. I think that's where will see me finish the fight whereas if i if i take him down and stuff it might become a slow boring fight and it might you know go all three rounds whereas if i keep it standing i think we'll get into some some kind of boxing kickboxing exchanges and that's where i'll kind of kind of take off and i think that's how i'm going to steal his thunder as well like he's got a pretty big hype train behind him so i think the way to take that is to you know stop him and, and make it pretty dramatic
3: derail that train
1: yeah
2: Nice. Now, uh, you've already talked about some of your sponsors. Is there anyone else you want to mention while you're on the show?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like, uh, Muskoka Rentals has been big in helping with this, uh, this training camp. Sheath Underwear, obviously the Sport Lab, you know, in and out of training camp. Moose is always great. Uh, for viewing parties. I believe we're doing a viewing party. So this fight is going to be at 1 a.m., so it'll, oh, that's the time to be, yeah, yeah. it'll be on the Sunday morning. Uh, so I should be fighting between 1 and one thirty a.m. There is going to be a viewing party at uh, Harvest Church out by Rolston's uh, home hard- hardware there. Um, yeah, and then obviously thanks to, you know, my coaches, my gyms, uh, host champions, Muskoka Martial Arts, my fiance Claudia, for all her help. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for giving me the platform all these years.
2: That's great. Well, good luck. It's so great to see you. So great to see you, Claudia. Um, we we always wish you all the best. Uh, stay healthy. Have a great fight, and uh, safe travels.
0: Yeah, and I and I'm going to just say the same thing. You're always so gracious to come in here. And uh, we, as I said, we've been doing this for a long time. Your confidence uh, confidence level appears to be at a high, which is huge. And uh, You know, we in Huntsville are proud of you, and we know that you're going to come back with a victory this time. It sounds like, uh, Carla, I don't like this expression, but you're the icing on the cake here for a a number of reasons. (laughs) And the nutrition part of it, I completely uh, understand how that plays out. So uh, it's a pleasure, as always, having you in here, and uh, all the best to you. Good luck. You you don't really need it. You're going to come back with a victory anyway. Thank you. All right, so this has been another great show, and thank you to uh, Kyle and Carla. Claudia. Claudia. I'm thinking of a Carla, I guess. I apologize for that. You know okay. what? I've been a little out there the last few weeks and uh, yeah, I don't know
1: I don't know what it is. It's an
0: old it's an old age thing, okay? I'm now at an age where I can actually say it's an old age thing. Now I think I can probably get through the finale here if I if I really try hard. But uh, this is a great, great show, and thank you for coming in. Just a quick uh, reminder, we have a Junior C hockey game tonight, Innisfil, at the Dawn Lock, 7.30, our Huntsville Otters. Uh, a victory is definitely in the uh, offing there. Uh, again, thank you to our listeners for always listening in. I'm Dave. For Dan Grant, Claudia, and Kyle, thank you so much. Have a great day, and we'll be back on Monday with more sports. <laughs>